Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's have a ball and a biscuit, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble, full of one at Old Trafford and Liverpool of the Carabao Cup champions. It's Monday, 26th of February. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Jim Campbell. (laughs) Hey, hello, everybody. Football Ramble time. And my goodness... The first silverware of the season has yeah. been dispatched and sent off. <laughs> Why don't they make it gold? Yeah. Why can't they make it gold? That's got to be the World Cup, baby. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I've maybe. had two thoughts recently. Why uh-huh. don't they make it gold? And I said this on Rob React. Why don't they make dynamic um, advertising hoardings? You know when people smash penalties into advertising hoardings? Why don't they Smash have... penalties into advertising hoardings? Yeah, if you miss and you smash the ball into the advertising hoarding. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Um, why doesn't isn't there some kind of like computerized system where mm. like um, something happens in that spot on the advertising hoarding where the ball hits? Mm. Should we tackle the first question? It, mm, yeah. Okay. Because right. um, I think that it's called silverware, not goldware. Okay. Yeah, you'd have to change the whole system. Yeah, you'd have to change the whole, the <laughs> yeah, whole system. I'm not changing words. Exactly. For that. Yeah. yeah. People don't even realise they've changed the the goalposts um, for, from from wood to something a little different now. Yeah. Good Still point. call it the woodwork. You woodwork, see, so old yeah. habits yeah. die hard. It's interesting mm. though. Like, it's also interesting that you raise the World Cup because it's the most important cup in the world, and it's not and it's, a cup. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the big issues today on the Football mm. Ramble, everybody. Um, now, this started. morning, we, we released a bonus episode featuring some of our favourite moments from Ramble Uncut. Every Wednesday, our Football Ramble patron subscribers get an extended edition of the show where we talk about absolutely all sorts, bruvs. Mm. Um, and now, I, I, I mean, on today's compilation, you'll hear some marriage advice Alan Brazil once gave me. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I'm still married. Yep. 
which suggests I didn't take the advice. <laughs> <laughs> Married to the job, the football ramble job. Yes, exactly. Mm. Uh, so listen to that straight after the show. Um, and if you like what you hear, head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble for more of that good stuff. They should do it, shouldn't they, Jim? I think they yeah. should. Yeah. And then, and They're then, already here. <laughs> tell them what to do after that, that as well. Do the show before that. Yeah. Mm, but let's, let's, some things should remain <laughs> secrets, Peter. <laughs> Now, let's move on to our highlights of the weekend. Jim Campbell, you had a blisteringly good weekend, as, a lovely the, weekend. as the tabloid suggested. Indeed. Uh, what was a highlight, though, if you had to pick one? Um, I would go for Musini Akate's goal for Forrest because he scored with his chest. Ooh. We are seeing a recurrence of this happening. Maybe it's going to become a, a body part as, as as regularly scored with as the head. Who knows? The yes. data suggests that uh-huh. we're, we're onto something here. Ah, interesting. Mm. Peter. Uh, I've got two. Um, I, I'll keep talking about him and you're not going to stop me. Peter Yutaka uh, scored <laughs> in uh, the, uh, the, the J League over the weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, 25 minutes on the pitch and a goal at 40 years old. That is wonderful. It's good stuff, in it? And... Uh, He's also got um, three in the uh, Asian Champions League in eight appearances. It's, he just keeps going mm-hmm. and he will not be stopped. I mean, you watch that goal and you remember how bad uh, J2 League is, but uh, it's it's still just great to see. But how come he's, he's go- in the Asian Champions League then if they're in J2? Because they won the Empress Cup. You see, yeah, it all yeah. makes see, sense they got in. And it was very much, uh, I very much enjoy Peter Tucker on uh, Instagram because he has got um, what can only be described as the world's best boss. Him and his missus just rolling around um, Japan in um, <laughs> like such an expensive, almost camper van Humvee kind of job. It's so beautiful. like a mobile home or it's like a mobile home but it's no i think i think it's like one of those kind of big hummers but they've done it out like a kind of gold lame i don't know what lame is it feels like a gold 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 lame jacket Uh van (laughs) if that makes sense (laughs) yeah no i think and 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 pg tark of course um he he has played seven times for Nigeria. Yes. And normally when somebody stops playing international football, winding down their career, his, his last appearance for Nigeria came in 2011. Wow. <laughs> Keeps going. What a what a, what an incredible twilight of his career. Good in the J-League. He's very good. But And also that uh, that dad at uh, the Sunderland match who was uh, being, uh, writing about Hitler on his uh, mobile phone. Oh, that was, oh this is your other highlight. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Can you talk us through this? Because some people well, may not be aware so, of this. So, so Sunderland uh, were losing and... Uh, and somebody took a picture of of a bloke, um, I presume some kind of dad, uh, on Facebook, uh, tapping away on his mobile phone, uh, writing. It started with "Get these money-grabbing French c-words out of our Sunderland Athletic Football Club." Uh, folks, forget our oldest enemy, these same French people uh, who invaded our island in 1066. It's just all that. Oh, right. It's just all hill, that. Isn't it it yeah. just keeps on going downhill, and then the wall gets brought up. And uh, yeah, it's it's good stuff, and and it's just lovely. It's it's like when you see like uh, an older gentleman writing some really filthy grot uh, into their into, into a text <laughs> it, message. At, at the quite, quite, well, you see that sometimes on like people post pictures of people typing like I'm going to do this to you right. when I get home. You and only all this see stuff, it yeah. if you search for it. By the way. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm just watching. If anybody gets a mobile phone out, I'm looking at it. Definitely. I love the I love the fact when people go back hundreds, maybe even thousands of years, mm. they're our enemies. It's like you find in Every- far more recent <laughs> yeah. warfare, France were very much not we've, against it. We've got a lot of them. Oh, we? he goes into that in detail in the message. Well, does he? Yeah, He's got yeah, some yeah. quite strong opinions about how oh, right. France yeah, behaved yeah. in the Second World War. Yeah. It's I mean, no, I mean way more recent than that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's at, he's at the game. He's still at the he's game. Still at the game. Uh, I know yeah. football can be an emotional thing, and it makes people t- say silly things they don't necessarily mean. But my goodness, <laughs> yeah, it's three the, paragraphs. We should say this is because Sunderland's owner is um, Swiss French. Um, I mean, it doesn't justify it, yeah, exactly. It. No, I mean, we're not saying. It oh, like by the way, because if you think this guy's being a bit right, of a dick, yeah. hang on. Let's look at the big mm, picture here, guys. No, yeah. I think that's why he's in his mind. He's he's. Um, doing it the silly sausage yeah. uh, speaking of Sunderland a few people getting in touch uh, with regards to Jackson Cyclopedia saying that Mark Clattenburg's never given a yellow card or a red card or whatever the question was um, right. and never given a card to a Sunderland player because apparently he's a Newcastle fan right so mm-hmm. I was way off so he's not allowed <laughs> so I might as well have picked um, you know a team from the J League yeah or uh, the NHL yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, my highlight of the weekend, I mean, there is one that leaps to mind, of course, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into that one. But we'll get into that uh, in a minute. But of course, Fulham winning at Old Trafford. But before we do, there's the small matter of the Carabao Cup final. It was Chelsea nil, Liverpool won. Liverpool are a hundred grand richer today. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. What are you going to spend that on? Well, toys for all the youngsters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Chelsea really needed that hundred grand. <laughs> Pokemon cards for the kids the whole the whole the whole <laughs> shooting match yeah Liverpool finished the game with five players aged 21 or younger including Lee Clark's son oh yeah. I, I very much like the idea of his dad uh, in the crowd yeah. wearing a sad scouser bastard seven top <laughs> <laughs> just really, remember when Lee Clark went to Wembley with a with a um, sad Mac and bastard yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. top um, I don't think he would have a he was employed by Sunderland I don't think he'd have a yeah I mean that was ridiculous behaviour yeah. I don't think he'd do that with Liverpool fans would he well I don't know you never know. Okay. He's, he's got the, he's got it in him. His father's son, yeah. Yeah. Right. True enough. Yeah. Mm. Would you think that would sour his son's big day? <laughs> to look up at the, look up in the stands and go, Dad, look at me, I've won it. Where? What's what that he's got on his top? Oh, God. Oh, oh, God. Dad. Dad. Dad, now people are getting stuck into you. <laughs> what are you doing? Watching your dad getting beaten up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might sour it, to be honest. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, but there we are. I, I mean, it was an extraordinary game of football. How on earth? Yes. I mean, I suppose it was that made it sound like it was going to be. It was a really enjoyable spectacle, which I don't believe that it was. It was an enjoyable match. I think it was better than last year's. I don't think it and was fucking great. cheaper from your settee. <laughs> so you're when the goal went in in the 118th minute, you thought to yourself, "Well, that wasn't coming." This, this, I thought you've you've made us wait around all day for penalties, and now you've denied us that. Right. Okay. Right. Blimey. Wow, yeah. you're, you're a real purist, aren't you? Empty today, aren't you? <laughs> Gordon Bennett. No, it just this very you hanging out with me. <laughs> did, did, did you sort of see it as a sort of entertaining? Well, I thought it was entertaining. I did think it was entertaining. I couldn't believe that we had to wait 118 minutes for a goal. But, it, but this is an incredible win for Liverpool. There's no two ways about that. Klopp said that it was words to the effect of the most enjoyable trophy win he's ever had, and 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 so on. And it's incredible for a, for a chap who's had such success, of course, and success with Liverpool, won so many trophies, that he would say that about this. But you totally understand what he means. Liverpool, um, a lot of first-team players not playing. I, I, perhaps if, uh, you know, if he wanted to have made some of them available, they could have been, but he stuck to playing a lot of the youngsters. Now, Chelsea also had a very young side, we should say. I think sometimes we think that Chelsea have got this very um, mature, um, experienced side. But the difference is, of course, that Liverpool have much more academy players on the pitch rather sure. than you know big signings and, and so on and so forth. But when all said and done, Jim Campbell, 
Chelsea will be thinking, how on earth have we not won that? And Liverpool will, yeah. will be celebrating this as if it's a first trophy almost under Jürgen Absolutely. Klopp. I mean, this, um, Conor Gallagher missed a couple of chances, of course. And you could see when he came off that he was yeah. like, he, he knew that if they didn't go home with the cup, that, mm. you know, he was the guy who had had an opportunity to turn the game the other way. He looked very, very um, distraught almost coming off. Axel Dazazi had a chance, didn't he? Uh, right in front of the goal, which came off his thigh. And I know that's yeah. a difficult thing to execute, but I think that that was a much bigger chance than it might have seemed in the moment because it was he was so, so close to goal. It could have, could have changed everything there. And it really did seem as if, well, I mean, I say it seems as if, Pochettino said as much himself, that in extra time, Chelsea were kind of hanging on for penalties a little bit. And yeah, I couldn't believe I, when no, I saw neither that. Could I, given that the, the, there were so many academy players on the pitch. Now, we know that they're very, very good players. Uh-huh. Liverpool look like they're being left in a very healthy position in terms of that. Oh, and yeah. obviously, most of them are only playing because there's so, so many injuries to the first mm-hmm. team squad it's not as if this is um some kind of like um, plan like exactly it's not like they've got this amazing crop of, of young players mm-hmm. that they've that, that they've decided to sort of bank on for the season they're playing them through necessity and they're acquitting themselves brilliantly clearly necessity very, very but exciting. also i think as a want as well i think oh, you're sure. right I'm, I'm not saying they're, they're gutted about it no as in as in Klopp, i think he's giving them big minutes if you see what i mean Big minutes. Yeah, yeah. Close, so, big minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> You're right to say that, but I think there's also another side of it that he is, he, he trusts these players so much. And Connor Bradley, for example. Yeah, Connor Bradley, he's the sort of stand out there. But he's playing, he's playing central midfield and he's pushed yeah. out to the right wing. He's playing all sorts. I mean, it seems to me, to, to, to add to your point about them being in a very healthy position when Klopp leaves, is it, my goodness, that winning mentality, mm. that 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 sort of none of them look overawed, do they? Exactly. They all look like they've been playing there a long time. They exactly. fit right in. Well, that's really the point I'm trying to make. The yeah. point I'm, I'm trying to sort of give those players their flowers, while also saying that it is astonishing to me that Chelsea haven't looked at this team. That's I think probably half of them were sort of mm. like teenage academy players by the end of the game and not thought let's just go for it for sort of five minutes somewhere in that time. Yeah. It's like well, I, yeah. they are. They, the fact of the matter is yeah. they are inexperienced. Surely you try and turn that to your advantage. Well, I, I, yeah, I, can't, I couldn't believe that quote from Pochettino, which seems to suggest um, that uh, they were playing for penalties. He said the team felt maybe the penalties would be good for us. I'm now, not- to be honest with you, I actually disagreed with that. I thought it was going to go to penalties and I thought this has got a Liverpool penalty win sure. all over it. I mean, uh. Uh, uh, if that had happened, like this this game felt like an AI's idea of a Carabao Cup final, didn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, it's every beat you'd expect strange, from it. Yeah. I would say like... Um, like- when you bring in players like Mudrick on, you're like, well, uh-huh. go for it. Especially when Liverpool were on the ropes. Mm. Yeah, that's the, you know you mentioned Conor Gallagher there. Obviously, there's the one that came off the post, which was unlucky, but it does go down as a good chance. Yeah, sure. And then the one where he's threw on goal, and it's funny because if that's a striker, you wonder if he takes that first time. Mm. However, Callagher was superb. I said on Friday with regards to Liverpool's injuries, I said Allison not being there is a plus because he's possibly the best goalkeeper in the world. However. Keller has been there and done it with Liverpool yeah. mm. uh, in finals. So actually, it, it doesn't seem to be a huge plus, if you see what I mean. No. And, and Kelleher was brilliant. And both Coopers, I thought, were very, very good. He's so assured. Oh, he is. He, I, mm. I think presumably he'll move on soon because he's too good to, to sort of be a, a backup goalkeeper, I would yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, has he been given enough to stay? I think that's. I think this is what, 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 what Klopp's been doing. I mean, Alisson is 31. So, yeah, I mean, Alisson could conceivably be there for another three or four years, you, you would think. Mm. So you are right, Jim. I think what Klopp's done really well with Kelleher is, is Kelleher's played in, in cup finals. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's won medals and he's not sort of... Not that, not that if you're just a squad player, of course, you can't proudly have the medal sure. around your neck. I don't, I don't mean that at all. But of course, if you've played... He's been a key figure in the wins. E- exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and so I think Klopp's been very clever with that. 
in 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 he's kept him sweet if you see what I mean he's mm. kind of look look you've had you and you will get more of this but in terms of does Kelleher want to be the number one that's when we'll see if but he, like if he wants you, to you move. could be the number two at Liverpool which is a hell of an important yeah. job I'll be I'll be the number one at Sheffield United. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, Alex Ferguson. <laughs> I, 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 I think you could say. go somewhere. I'm uh... just saying, Sheffield United need a goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Alex Ferguson used to say, didn't he, that if if he had a player that was leaving Man United and it hadn't worked out for whatever reason, and they had an opportunity to go to sort of another one of the bigger clubs uh-huh. where they might be in a similar situation where they're not starting all the time, he would always encourage them to do that because he he would say that you would learn a lot more there. Uh-huh. So I think Kelleher is. is has probably had such an incredible education at Liverpool and will be ready to go as a really, really reliable, like probably top level goalkeeper. Yeah. Well, I think it, I think it all depends on who comes in next because mm. you look at those academy players, the younger players and the more ex- senior players, they're all on the same page. I mean, the Darwin Nunez just running down the stand, you know, just trying to get on the pitch, yeah. jumping over the the fences, are like, ah, come on, wanting to get involved. You know, it shows you how synced up it is and how. Um, seductive that would be for a young player or a player who thinks, mm, you know, I'm, I've I've got a bit of experience. I could be a starting player somewhere else. But my goodness, it's good being here. Mm-hmm. Like it really is. You know, the, look at the fan base. I mean, the way that the Liverpool fans started singing towards the end of I can't remember. I mean, probably it was all, but towards the end of the ninety minutes, then into extra time. You know that that club is just so well set up at, at, at the moment. We've known that for for a while, obviously under Klopp. So to leave that would be a huge thing. I understand completely sure. what you're saying to go and, you, you know, you want to go and bet yourself and, and play more, but it would be a brave thing. Um, so, you know, glorious from Liverpool, quite frankly, the, the, and Van Dijk, of course, right at the end of the game. But Chelsea, I mean, Gary Neville called them blue billion pound bottle jobs. Bear beats <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. I love how he put blue in there. Yeah. yeah. Didn't need blue in there. It's really hard to tell whether it was kind of premeditated or not. It was it, premeditated, yeah, but surely. He, just, he spat it out with such venom. He was very funny, actually, Neville, mm. in general. Do you think he I don't know if be? he's meaning to be yeah, funny. Like, but <laughs> there are times where he can, he, he does my head in a bit, frankly, as, as a co-commentator. And there are times when he's, he's really good as well. And I think mm-hmm. yesterday he was really, really good. He, it's just, he, makes me laugh he's, there's something about him that's so so sincere but he's so dour so sincerely dour about a thing he loves mm. and that's always fa- it's like like you actually right um, <laughs> it's, it's, oh. it's just well, fascinating I, to I me mean, I do kind of resemble him a little bit a, a little, tiny bit yeah, yeah but only because everyone looks boy. like you yeah, in some way a little rat boy yeah the ratty kind ratty, of any quality ratty. that you have yeah. is where <laughs> exactly, yeah. the dislikable like yeah. the punchable face yeah. scum yeah. scum <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know when they open up an old engine and there's just oil, dirty old oil. That's that. You that's and, that's you where I. <laughs> but there's a, another point as well. Where I think Cody Gakpo missed the chance. He just went, oh Gakpo, Gakpo. And, but it was it was had the sort of kind of uh-huh. the tone that you might expect to hear at a kind of open mic poetry night. You're about to <laughs> yes. hear something like faux profound that's going to make oh. you cringe a bit. Gakpo, yeah. Gakpo, you missed a chance. That sort of and thing. And then it would go on. Do you think well, they are bottle jobs, Peter? Uh, yes, I think they are. All oh, right. I think they are. Yeah. I think we've made this very clear right throughout the show and we yeah. will continue to do so. Okay. Sounds like a banner they might have in future like yeah. to display ironically. Like, yeah. Quite good. Yes. Better, better than some of the ones they've got like Drogba Legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right though. That's what's going to happen. The next trophy they win, especially if it's against Manchester United, that banner will be yeah. held up, won't it? Yeah. Yes, um, yeah, so, I mean, a couple of the other talking points. You mentioned Van Dyke's uh, goal. You, mm. you felt that should have been given, do you think? Well, I, I, like I say, I understand it's one of those things where the letter of the law is that if um, if Endo's kind of interfering, mm. um, 
from an offside position than it's going to be given. But I think it's it's one of those things you, you see a lot of a lot of the kind of post match analysis. Oh, we see that stuff all the time. I don't know if you do, to be honest, mm. in terms of him, I mean, there's like, a lot of blocking. starting in a yeah, blocking is a sort of you know completely legitimate part of defending a corner, right? But the thing for me that makes you think it's harsh is that Chilwell was by Van Dyke. It's it's not like there was no one on him, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm. it just feels like I'd have been really annoyed if that had been chalked off for yeah. my team. Yeah, yeah, Can you yeah. just be annoyed for football in general? I'm just annoyed <laughs> okay, at life and, you know, having Dined. to experience it. I didn't ask for this. As I say, Chelsea and all their fans will be thinking today, how on earth have we not won that trophy? Yeah. It was such a chance. Not only to win the trophy, but to beat Liverpool, which is a, sort of a mm. modern day rival, if you see what I mean. And it, and it's just not happened. I... They will be pig sick today, uh, and I mean some Chelsea fans already calling for Mauricio Pochettino's head. Who else is going to do? Because that'll help, isn't it? Who else is going to do it? <laughs> why? Why? Why change it? Like it's just going to get worse. The thing is, Pete. Like normally, when you say that, it can be quite sort of um, nihilistic, nihilistic, yeah. miserable. Mm. But I agree with yeah. you. Like I, I don't worrying. Think that would be Pochettino's best defence, wouldn't it? Yeah. If he sat there. And they're saying, well, some people have been calling for you. It's like, I'm already here. Like, <laughs> Imagine. Why, would you, why are you going to twist again? You'd have to get the little um, paperclip to write you out a P45 you document, would, yeah. wouldn't you? Get him some new lemons. Get the man some well, lemons. Actually, isn't the idea that the lemons stick around for ages? We have to wait for the lemon energy to ripen, I believe, before, oh, right. before that starts taking effect. Are these long-life lemons? I think it was, there was something like that, wasn't there? Yeah, they're taken... I can't say, after, you know... Committed I'd, too much mental what energy is the to it. State of journalism in this country. If someone after that final is not going to mention the lemons, yeah, piss poor. It's a great, very easy potential protest from Chelsea fans as well. We should just start, just start chucking them at the dugout. Surely, yeah. if they're that displeased, <laughs> yeah. surely though the eye should be towards Todd Bowley more. Yeah, but you know, to what ends? He's not going to sell up, is he? No. <laughs> what what you do? So imagine if he did, imagine if he didn't really understand this whole thing. Oh, the, uh, oh, don't don't have to imagine it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Someone like just slips him a petition. Well, we've had a petition, and actually the threshold has been met, which means you have to sell up. Yeah. Oh no, oh, that's a bit annoying. Mm. Uh, Is that what happened to the last guy? In a way, yes. <laughs> kind of. Sort of. Yeah. I. Did. I mean, you know, and this this of course comes at a time when Chelsea are reminded of former glories. Uh, because John Terry posted a photo of himself on Instagram with the uh, with with. The, I think it was the League, League Cup trophy. It um, was, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he was, was naked. In he the was, buff. He was, he was basically saying that um, the tassels, uh, it's a good job the tassels are so long because he's got such a, I mean, he doesn't exude <laughs> that kind of energy for me, Clive. I love um, it how you didn't want to end that sentence. No, mm. no. Uh, this is probably why, it's probably why yes. the um, Chelsea team didn't want to win the cup because they would have to kiss that cup that's been on his Johnson. Oh, so you're blaming... John, John, John's John, Johnson. John, John's Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Right, okay. Yeah. Right. So that's why they sort of weren't giving it everything in extra time. Exactly. Or did he, he post it just there. after 90 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Because it did seem odd. Yeah. They were really going for it. Yeah. Someone thought, oh, no, lads, have you seen this? Right. Seen this. Take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah. And, and, the, and the joke's on Liverpool. They mm. won the trophy. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, a, a great win for Liverpool. One out of four. He wouldn't bet against them. Right, everybody, let's go to the Premier League. Manchester United scored one goal. 
Fulham got two, Peter. Yeah. Hey. Who won at the swamp? <laughs> <laughs> take it, take it, take it. Marcus, you must be... Yeah. You must be terrifically torn with a Maguire goal involved as well. Not, not yeah. torn at all. You're like Bruce Lee in the Hall of Mirrors. Just like, I just don't know which way to... Which way to go on this one? Fulham won, Maguire scored. Maguire scored, scored, yeah. Double vindication from Marcus Speller. That's your favourite thing, isn't it? Being right. Correct. Um, (laughs) Maguire probably should have been sent off as well for a raker. Do you know what? Actually, I kind of agreed with with the chaps on match of the day. I think it probably was a yellow. It was Mm. was an orange card. Right. Sinbin. Sinbin Maguire. The thing is, with with, with that type of tackle, don't do a tackle or a foul in which the referee could maybe send you off. Sure. If right. that's the way you're going with it, then stop that. Do it that. properly. Easier oh, said right. than done, though, isn't no, no, it? No, not mm. do it properly, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I call this move the angle grinder. <laughs> if you're going to get a red card, get a bloody red card. Yeah. You're going to rip me. I'm right. Um, do some damage. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. They could have had they could have had 12 on the pitch. I think Fulham would have still won. it. <laughs> super cottages. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> bloody love it. The fact is as well that the narrative would have been all kind of, oh, Manchester United, another late win and another flight. Oh, not today, boys. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the really fascinating thing about this game was quite how much Fulham battered Man United I know. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And th- this performance is, is really surprising f- from United, really, because they've been really good lately. And sure, they've, you know, maybe... Um, we've spoken a lot about the game management and how they have periods in every game where they don't seem to be able to assert any control, but it seems like they were barely in this game. Mm. No. And and so I'm just very pleased for, for, for Marcus Silva, obviously. I've, I've talked up that beautiful little man many times, how he knows how to play against some of the big sides. Inevitably, because it's Fulham and their mid-table Premier League side, they don't win against the big side. That's just how it works, Peter. Mm. But um, we've seen them play very admirably against Liverpool, for example, this season. Not, a, not having got a victory, but still have given them a good run for their money. Uh, Arsenal, they've beaten, they've taken four points off Arsenal this season. Uh, with Manchester United, OK, Manchester United aren't up there with, say, Liverpool and Arsenal, but still. But against Manchester United specifically, were, were beaten for a very late goal at Craven Cottage this season. Um, last season the, uh, in the cup, you know they had the sending off and it all capitulated mm. when they were the better side. See, Fulham can exert themselves on to um, a better side and actually get a bit of joy. It's just finishing the chances. Mm. And when you, you know, Iwobi had a couple of a couple of moments and 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 so on before this, you thought, oh lads, is this going to end up the same that, way? That, Another good performance, but you know, it's it's a it's a loss by a goal or maybe just that one a point. off the post for Muniz was just incredible. Like yeah. the way Luke was talking con- him up on Friday. His yeah. control, yeah, it it just killed the ball dead, turns and then whacks against the post. I was yeah. like, oh come on, <laughs> come on, let that him have it. Go in, let him have a goal. Glued to his right foot. Yeah. yeah, he's he's having he's having a great time and he was excellent as well. But when Fulham scored, you thought, oh here we go, um, on for their just would be, would be their second win at Old Trafford since 1963. Uh, and then, of course, Harry Maguire pops up. Yeah, mm. and then and suddenly it's all sort of Manchester United pushing for the equaliser, but they forgot all about Adama Traore. <laughs> they did, yeah. And he did the right thing, Jim. He got past his man. He got in there, and then he passed it to Absolutely. someone else. <laughs> I mean, his, his assist record isn't great either, is it? Like compared no. to like his goal scoring record, which, as we know, isn't great. But it's, uh, when Harry Maguire <laughs> scores in the 89th minute, yeah. did you feel betrayed? Well, no, I can't. He's been his greatest that. champion. Yeah, I have been. I thought to myself, there's still plenty of time for Fulham to get an, 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 a, a winner here. <laughs> yeah. The way, so. way Awobi just takes out two players with one touch uh, and yeah. then slots home. Yeah. It was I easy thought... for him after he took those two players out. He's like, yeah. 
And it, all it took was one little touch. Yeah, you're great. right. And Dallow, I think, had his back to him. So Dallow had the best view of it as it goes in. <laughs> I'm sure that would be some consolation. <laughs> best seat in the house, at least. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how much would this... It would be a thousands, thousands of pounds, this, this, this seat, wouldn't it? I know. But to do all that without João Polina as well, mm. who's Portugal's longest man. The Portugal's longest <laughs> man. I'm miss him. Yeah, I, it, 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 incredible. Uh, but a great win for... Obviously, Manchester United were out without Rasmus Hoyland. Mm. But uh, they look very is, toothless. Is Calvin Bassey uh, one of the most um, likeable characters in the Premier League? I think he might be. Do you think so? Yeah. Have you seen, did you watch that, that documentary of him in when he was at Ajax, where he went to his old school in Stratford? Oh, no, I haven't seen that. And it's 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 worth what it's only a few minutes long. But um, no. my favourite bit is he goes well. Two bits make me laugh because um, one he goes into school and he goes, "Why is everything so small?" It's like it's a school, Calvin. Mm. It's a school. <laughs> the chairs are going to be small. You've grown. And, and you've grown. Uh, and the other one where he goes, "I don't." Uh, the only time I remember going in this um, classroom is when we had sex education. I remember thinking, "This is disgusting." <laughs> <laughs> and so I think next time he's in a post match and he's scored a wonder goal or whatever, you've got to say, and from left back or whatever, he's, uh, you've got to ask him whether he still finds sex disgusting. Is that <laughs> and right? if they don't ask that, journalism has failed, in my yeah. opinion. Mm. Interesting chap is Bass. He was born in Italy, you know. Was he? Yeah, he was born, he was born in Italy, but then grew up in England, but obviously um, plays for Nigeria. So, Fascinating. Yeah, 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 seems like a really top chap. Good. Well, I was very pleased that he scored. Yes, it was a lovely hit. Um, and uh, very pleased that his Nigeria teammate, Ian Uwobi, with that, as you say, delightful touch. I'm glad that touch was mentioned, actually, because it was, it was beautiful. Took the way, two out. The way, the way, the way he took him out. Um, Bruno Fernandes seen having a go at referee Michael Oliver after full-time tick. Always going to be something, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Always going to be something. It's my responsibility. A little, uh, a little bit of first time with the ref. Yeah, absolutely. Would you call it a damning defeat for Manchester United, Jim? I don't think they're quite damned. A dinky um, dam. But a it, tiny dam. It's a micro damming. Mm. Um, a, d- a dinky dam. You could have gone with all that. Well, you know, I'm just furthering that that idea. Um, it, it is a really, really frustrating setback for them, isn't it? Because the mm. problem has been consistency for such a long time. And I think they would have gone into this expecting to win fairly comfortably based on their recent form. So another frustrating result. Yeah. Well, after our chat about uh, Sir Jim Ratcliffe and Evil Jims on Friday's show, listeners got in touch with some more bad Jims because mm-hmm. we have our, our very own one in you, yes. Mr. Campbell. Uh, Stuart said Jim Robinson in Neighbours was a bit of a bastard. Was he? I mean, he was just, he was just looking after the class, was, wasn't he? He was the, the villain, wasn't he? I think was he was the he? main villain. He was also the main villain in, in Lost, I think. Now, I appreciate that he that that is a different character played by a man who is not Jim Robinson but mm. I think it counts is his name Jim in it no well, we're, we're not interested well, he plays the president he's, in 24 he's, I think he's president Jim, Robinson, Jim. <laughs> president Jim of the United States of America true um, but in Neighbours <laughs> according to Pete he was just looking after the close just looking after the close yeah. working with Mr Udagawa <laughs> <laughs> well uh, we also had um, Guy saying uh, Fallon idiot oh fucking hell Jimmy Fallon I like Jimmy yeah. Fallon C word, just a just a frog face little NFT slinging gong. Is he on the NFT grift? Oh yeah, massively. Did you not see that terrible um, bit where he was just talking about? Uh, I think he was talking to Paris Hilton, where they were just showing off their little uh, monkeys that they bought. Absolute, and you know, oh, obviously, a, a year later, they're worth absolutely nothing. Yeah, because it's, like, it's I don't a know. fucking JPEG of a monkey. Of course yeah, it is. exactly. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd, what do you think of Jimmy Fallon? I think he's all right. I, I oh, think he's a, he's a bit. Of, he is a little sycophantic in okay. a way that he doesn't need to be as a as a host. All right. Okay. Um, 
I wonder if I'm I could be doing more actually in terms <laughs> yeah. of evil. We've seen a lot of yeah. examples of these evil. Well, if you've we, got any suggestions on how I can be more evil, do 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 yeah. write in. We when we finish with Matt who says my dog's called Jim and he's a dickhead. Oh. <laughs> you hate to see it. They're all dickheads. Unless it's, unless they? it's your dog and you go, yeah, they are dickheads. They're delightful dickheads. Delightful they, they dickheads, are dickheads. Yeah. Some of them, some of them. <laughs> All right, coming up in the second half, we've got uh, Arsenal, Aston Villa and Phil Neville. See you in a moment. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Never felt this bad ever. Welcome back to the football level, everybody. <laughs> Tim Sherwood there. It's his face in that clip is the thing for me. He he looks like he has just seen like like a zombie invasion. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think they'd come here. Uh, thanks I to friend. They'd try and eat my face. <laughs> thanks to friend of the ramble Moon for choosing that clip. Uh, as they put it, sometimes you just have to play the hits. You can become a friend of the Ramble too by heading over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble. Right, it's time for an update on the football ramble acca with Betfair. Every weekend we're placing a £10 acca on four match odds, 90 markets across the football, where any winning bets are paid out at 90 minutes 
so you don't need to worry about any stoppage time drama ruining your bet. I picked Palace to beat Burnley. They won 3-0. Jim picked Man City to beat Bournemouth. They won 1-0. Andy picked Arsenal to beat Newcastle. They won 4-1. Luke picked Liverpool to beat Chelsea. They won, but it wasn't in normal time. Which means we fell at the final hurdle again. It's a shame. Yeah. So close. Bloody normal time. Why do we even call it normal time? It's just time, guys. Yeah, they don't say, and Van Dyke got the winner in abnormal time. (laughs) Abnormal time. (laughs) Can't we suck our extra time up abnormal time? The 213th minute of abnormal time. (laughs) BDSM time. (laughs) Well, (laughs) never far away from some grot, are we? (laughs) Now, it's not grot, it's love. Love with sh- chains. Love with whips. One man's love is another man's gross. Yeah, I suppose. yeah I exactly. Is the takeaway here. Call yourself evil Jim, you absolute vanilla prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Do you remember with Betfair this season when you place a bet on their match odds 90 markets, you will get your winning bet paid out in full at 90 minutes. We'll be back with our next Ramalaka on the preview show on Friday. Now we get to the Jim and Pete Derby. Arsenal mm. 4, Newcastle United 1. Took Pete a Donaldson. battering in our little dungeon, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> Botman got it in his bot. <laughs> with his own goal on the yeah. 18th minute. Really Something weird on goal, that, wasn't it? It, it was. It was. You thought he had the, ch- off someone. <laughs> yeah, Poor the chance to get there. Poor I really feel sorry for Carriers. It's nice to see him doing bits. I do. I, I think he's a good goalkeeper and he's just he just seems to fall through. He just he seems to step on every rake with yeah, his career. doesn't seem to do that to Dubravka or any of the other goalkeepers. Good, why is he, why is he disrespecting Carriers? No, I thought he played well, Carriers. I thought his position was quite good and his shot stopping was good and he delivers the ball all right. And yeah, we've got Newcastle. If you ever want to resurrect your careers, uh, careers in your uh, as a goalkeeper go to Newcastle because they never have goalkeeping crisis it's never an issue I love it <laughs> Yeah, but I don't it, love it here because he let in four I was about yeah. to say he did, they did concede four <laughs> since uh, their trip to Dubai Arsenal have scored 25 goals in the Premier League yeah oh. it's enjoyable long may it continue mm-hmm. um, it's very very pleasing to see the team clicking in the way that they are because earlier on in the season I, I, I believe I mentioned it on the show a few times but I think this was a fairly common feeling among Arsenal fans as well was that it wasn't quite as fun to watch as it has as it was last season because the you know there were new elements of the team that needed to kind of get to know each other a little bit and click into gear and it feels like that's really really happened now uh-huh. and it's a lot more sort of flowing and fluid and it's just really really enjoyable at the moment best goal difference in the league um, they've scored 62 goals in 26 league games only Liverpool have scored one more goal than them it's impressive scored more goals than Manchester City Jim yeah at this stage in the season well they keep winning 1-0 which is sort of our thing (laughs) (laughs) that's pathetic it is to be honest I I mean all these goals they keep scoring in the Premier League I know obviously we did a ramble reacts after the Porto game but I did think to myself it was a bit of a strange one in Porto, the fact that they well they didn't score at all, but yeah. it, was, it just seemed to be no attacking edge. Yeah, I think a lot of that was Porto played their game very, very well, but I know what you mean. It, I think there was, a, I just think it was inexperience and a little bit of nerves, to be honest, and they have to put that right at the yeah. Emirates. I mean, um, yeah, to, I mean, new, obviously Newcastle have had a bit of a, an up and down season, but still to, to, to win 4-1 is impressive against them. Five games unbeaten in the league in the cup, so it's yeah. not as if they're not a team that know how to at least draw a game. Sure. <laughs> I think um, it's one of the things that seems to be quite impressive about this Arsenal team is they they really like a bit of revenge. 
Yeah. Yeah. And there was a sense of that in the West Ham game and a sense of this as well. And I, that, I think that's part of breeding a winning mentality, isn't it? That if you slip up, you put it right the next time. And, and, and they Newcastle's, approached the game with a real intensity. And Newcastle's kind of shithousery and dark arts weren't really... They didn't seem interested in getting involved yeah. in that sort of thing. So therefore... That's um, what I find impressive about yeah, Arsenal. I know these are games you could say that they, they should be winning, other than obviously the Liverpool one. But the way Arsenal just go, we're just going to play our game and we don't really care what you're going to do. They go out mm. there and they and the, and the fact that they are hammering teams, you know, one six on the bounce, we're getting towards, the, you know, the end of, well, we are in the end of February. Arsenal seem to be clicking at the right time here. Yeah, this is this is boding well. Now, obviously, Liverpool and Man City are up there, so you, huge teams to um, displace if, if Arsenal are going to go on and, and win the league. I, I think this clearly bodes very, very well. Yeah, I mean, a lot was made at the start of the season about, you know, essentially trying to do what City do and like peaking at the right time, like making yeah. sure that you don't burn yourself out early. Now, I kind of, I'm, I'm concerned really that they might already have dropped too many points in that, li that little blip. It might be very, very tight margins because we've seen how good, we know how good City are, but Liverpool are much more of a contender this season as well, obviously, being sat at the top of the league. And to reassure you car, though, both they are. Liverpool and Man City do need to to go to Craven Cottage. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, they could be the kingmakers, couldn't they? Yeah. Uh, I think also, you know, Arsenal have to go to City, Spurs and, and Old Trafford as well. So there's a lot, three tough away I'm games. Don't worry about Old Trafford, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, they could be really, really sort of big defining games. But yeah, they 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 are, they're just in really good form and they, they look a lot more robust. Every, like loads of teams have, have players out injured. Obviously every team has to, to factor that in, but they're dealing with the injuries that they have really well. And like mm -hmm. Arteta was talking at the start of the season about being harder to play against, being a bit more sort of unpredictable and having sort of lots of different kind of lineups that yeah. can do slightly different things. And we're, we're seeing it come to fruition. Yeah. Optus supercomputer. Oh, I machine. like that. I bet you wish you could get your grubby yeah. little hands on I bet on it's Peter. like an Amstrad PCW business yeah. computer from the 80s. I bet it doesn't even exist, Peter. I bet it doesn't even exist. I bet it's some I bet it's AI server somewhere. Rubbish. Yeah. It, it, well, anyway, the supercomputer is, is <clears throat> still only giving Arsenal an 11.5% chance of winning the title. I don't know. I'd take that. That's <laughs> <laughs> a Fulham fan. Yeah, you would. I'd very much take that. <laughs> yeah. uh, if, you got, if you could get hold of Optus Supercomputer, Peter, like, it's what a would dowsing be... rod. It's not even, it's one of those, it's that Peter, bloke who sold us. that stuff to the Iraqis, that, just... that little stick that points out um, munitions awesome. and explosions and okay. stuff. Yeah. What, uh, it's just one of those silly things. Oh no, Doc Brown sold, it was to the Libyans. The Libyans, yeah. <laughs> back to the future. Uh, what would you do if you could get hold of this supercomputer? What would you, would you think to yourself, Oh, I can sell this, or, or I can put a few bugs in there and ruin everything, or well, I don't know. Put a few I'd, bugs I'd, in there and ruin everything. <laughs> no, but like suddenly there's a few there's bugs the, in there and ruin everything. To say, you know, well, of course, uh, the top scorer in Premier League history is now Andy Carroll. And you go, right. ah, fake fraud. Right, okay. So, what, so you would seed um, a I'm asking data you what you would do. Data. Well, probably a bit of that, to be honest. <laughs> After the, after looking for grot, obviously, Jim. Obviously, yeah. obviously, don't take my. Well, what kind see, of grot? Seeing what internet limitations the Opticomputer has. Well, it's a supercomputer, mate. So it's a supercomputer. Super the only limit is your imagination, which yes. is terrifying. No, exactly. Yeah. We've, we've, we've I think it probably shut itself down. <laughs> uh, it probably got, uh, good night. I think, so, sorry, I'm leaving. Yeah. I think I think for somehow Opta have got your fingerprints. <laughs> right. And if and if they appear on the supercomputer, the supercomputer just explodes. Just explode, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're good to the nation. Self-destruct. Like yeah. the, the idea that you, you yourself get to a point where you can bring a computer to the singularity, achieve self-awareness, and immediately goes, absolutely not. No. Right. <laughs> 
I shouldn't be abused like this on a Monday. No, that's true. I, I was well, defend uh, I was, yourself then, man. I was playing eleven side yesterday. And I got absolutely wiped out by uh, an Essex man with um, very uh, turkey teeth, and uh, the referee said he's got to go to work tomorrow. And I was like, Yeah, I don't work very hard, though. Could, pro- <laughs> could probably do this with a broken leg. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're like, what? Kick me again? Yeah. What is this? BDSM, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Tell me. Why do I ask follow-up questions? Whip sends not your fault, Mark. No, no, not your fault. Oh. He, a bit, he thinks he's getting abused right now. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners are getting abused. Oh, dear. Can I mention Granite Xhaka? Please yes. do. Yeah. He's abused a few balls For in his God time, sake. kicking yeah. it as hard as he can. <laughs> I'll tell you something, right? He, if Arsenal do win the league this season, one could say, well, he's, he's missed out on a Premier League title, but he's on for a Bundesliga title. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's it's incredible. He scored a lovely goal for Bailey because on the weekend, you saw the celebration. Yes. It, but look, talk us through it for those that didn't. When he scores a goal and then his teammates run around to celebrate with him, they sort of huddle around him and, he's, and, he, and he motions as if to say, no, get away, I've done my hamstring because he mm. starts walking awkwardly holding the back of his leg, which anybody does if they've done their hamstring, yeah. which is a worrying injury. He's a key player for them. He's been a big player. It's, it's business time in the Bundesliga. They, you know, they're on the home straight, et cetera, et cetera. Oh no, we don't want an injury to him. And then and, and so he does this for like quite a bit of time and then suddenly starts extending his leg in this sort of weird little jig mm. and it's clearly turned into then like this odd little celebration. Yeah. And it cuts to Jabby Alonso on the touchline who looks visibly relieved and goes, Oh no, no, it's all right, lads, he's just being a knob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, what are you doing? You love it's never to see never it. dull. Never no, dull with Granit Xhaka. Never dull. Never dull. Did you see, by the way, before we move on from Arsenal uh, in Newcastle, Joe Willock, who scored a lovely goal, by the way. Yes. Um, he refused to apologise for scoring against his old team. He hasn't played for ages for Arsenal. Yeah. He didn't actually af- uh, refuse. Imagine, like the referent refer- over, over to him and said, uh, are you going to apologise to these guys? Yeah. No! I mean, I think I would have liked to see what it was would have been if it was goalless rather than 4-0 down. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a lovely one. It was. Yeah. Peach. But, but it, yeah, there was there was no uh there was no nastiness though. There was no nastiness. Yeah. No. <laughs> Unlike uh, between those two Sheffield United teammates. Oh, oh that Jack was Robinson something. and Souza. Yeah, a little Andy bit uh, Bowyer and Dyer. That was absolutely on the bingo card, wasn't it? If any <laughs> if any team were going to do that this why season. Is, why is that not a red? Well, for hands went up. I just think if you're a referee, referee in Sheffield United, and the, the, the players are hitting no each other, like, you just got to use gonna, your discretion yeah, and think I'm, I'm going to be sympathetic. Yeah, I'm not going to be talked to. Yeah, I think I think also as well the referee thought to himself, I can't be bothered dealing with Chris Wilder at the end of this. Yeah, imagine if he sent him off and he went, you know, and I've got a Sainsbury's meal deal. I'm going to get tucked <laughs> into after as well. Like <laughs> a really dry sushi, I got munched through. I mean, Chris, Chris Wilder is the ultimate like show some fighting spirit without really having the tactical nows to, you know... No, but he to, does to, have to, a bit of tactical nows. Yeah. It's odd. Not but... in this case. No, oh, not the way they're the playing with so tough, though. Yeah, he did say with regards to um, Susan Robinson, he said, if it takes something like that to get them going, then I'm happy. Get them all going. I want, all get I want... BDSM. You don't want to talk about the Bundesliga. Yeah, Bottom. Bottoms. Again, why do I ask the question? Carry on. It's 10.40am on Monday. <laughs> and I'm a horny... I was up at six. Are you, are you horny for goals, Peter? I'm horny for goals. Well, let's talk because. about Aston Villa 4, Nottingham Forest 2 then. Yes. How about that? Villa got back on track after losing their previous two games at home. Nice little Brucey bonus for them to play Forest. <laughs> um, although they never, maybe nearly threw it away. I mean, they 
blistering in that first half, you know, as, as they often do. They they know how to blitz teams, Villa. They do, yeah. As, especially as, at you're home. a fan who knows uh, whose who's team know how to blitz teams. You can appreciate the the, the fellow blitzing. Oh, it's it's beautiful, isn't it? It's what we all want. Because let's be honest, you're not really comfortable until you're at least three 0 up. Yeah, yeah. But even then, though, Forrest came back and then missed a chance. Was it Alanga who, who had it? Yeah, a big chance as well. That you'll be thinking yeah. about that now. And I mean, I felt that even if they'd have equalised, Villa could have got right. Okay, that would have been <laughs> that's a ramp it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah look, Villa when they when they click as we know this season they're, they're very very impressive Douglas Louise though uh, helping himself to another couple he, all his nine goals have been at Villa Park this season Douglas Louise Jim is hot property oh massively so and, and he there was there was an article written not that long ago saying that the next £100 million footballer could be Douglas Louise if yeah. indeed he does go and obviously the money is he, he's just got so much strength in that position and obviously you know Scoring goals with this sort of regularity is a massive, massive um, um, element to his game that's, that he's improved. It's, it's mad to think he's already been at City. Yeah, uh, I didn't really, play. Yeah, exactly. They really, he sort of really slipped through the net there. But I well, guess that, that is the, the... There were work permit issues there. Right, okay. Um, so I don't know if it's as cut and dry as uh, they just you know didn't fancy him or whatever. Yeah. But, also, but they are fairly well stacked with decent they are, midfielders. They are, they are. So, the, but there's a, the, I just want to say that there was a, only we went on loan to was it Girona? I mean, that would probably make sense, wouldn't it? Uh, but now he's at Villa and he's been there for a while. But you're right, though. I just there's so many strengths to his game. I mean, there is the the physical strength. Yeah. But it's the, the passing but, range, the vision, the, the, the goal scoring now. There's a he's real got presence the about him as well. He's well, someone, he, I think, who t- sort of takes control and is, yeah. is the grown-up in midfield. Totally, yeah. And he's still quite a young man. And and for a player, you again, now I, this is this is me being a bit of a dinosaur maybe, thinking in, in old money, but you would think a player with those kind of attributes would be more like a number 10, a more advanced sure, player. Yeah. Because he plays at the, at the base like a sort of a deep-lying playmaker mm. and whatnot. And... And again, there's still that tiny little bit of me that goes, oh, yeah, he's... But, I mean, as I say, I yeah. think that's me thinking in old, in old money. We just think anyone who can score goals should play in the hole. Right? <laughs> just, just the hole is where any creative player exactly, should go. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. But they're, they're so well equipped. And, and Leon Bailey as well was 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 wonderful. Yeah. He's, he's a lovely, lovely player. You know, so many goal involvements, as we say now. Yeah. And then Ollie Watkins as well, who's having a, a, a great, great season. And... I mean, with Watkins, I was thinking about this. Watkins has done everything right. Mm-hmm. He's been absolutely brilliant. I think Villa fans are just loving life at the moment. Well, what I was going to say is, and you know I always like a bit of England chat, Yeah, is would would you still have Watkins above Tony? Because Watkins has not put a foot wrong. No, he hasn't. Has he? I feel like unless Ollie Watkins is scoring a goal in the moment you're talking about here, yeah. He sort of slips down the pecking order somehow. Yeah. I don't know people. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's just my perception of it. But I think, um, yeah, that there is this sense that Tony's slightly ahead of him, despite him barely having played. But yeah. you, you can't with, really make room for both of them. Either, with, with Tony, you just think but, you just think he's got a, a higher ceiling. But it's like that you can only well, you're playing him now. Yeah, exactly. But that, that's weird, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I think that's Tony... weird. The thing I'm thinking, isn't it, Jim? Yeah, not as weird as some of the things. No, you're careful. Yeah, sorry, I'm careful. doing it again, right. everybody. I apologise. Yeah. Um, are Forest in trouble, Peter? Uh, no. Okay, they've got no. a health, the healthy four no, point gap above the relegation. Yeah, side. yeah that, let that me... might not be enough. <laughs> yeah. What does the supercomputer say? Have a, let me have a look at their fixtures. The computer's telling us to sod off. But look, I think with with Forest. They're four points above the relegation zone now. The, the, yeah, I think that's doable. The teams above them: Brentford, who we, you know, they've got Tony back, so we think Brentford will, will be okay. Bournemouth, who have have had a pretty decent season by yeah. and large, and you know, Bournemouth would be absolutely unlucky fine. not to get something out of the game. Palace, who got a victory under their new cl- 
the new coach there and you would think that they'll be fine. Um, I think you're going far too up now. You, you've got to look down, really. Everton, who um, don't lose many games. They, they don't no. win many, but they're, they're, you, you, they're drawing. It's all a question as can Luton reel in Everton or Forest? Yeah. And I, I, I'm not sure they can. Um, but you think about that potential points deduction. I don't know. I, I uh, if if yeah. that happens, I'll factor I, that in though. You, I wasn't factoring that in in my particular calculation. <laughs> sure. I, I, well, I mean, it could be a huge factor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It, it, but, it, but it's difficult to kind of. But talk they could about. be tenth and get dragged in. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I'm a little bit concerned for for Forest. I know they, mm. you know, they they are scoring a few goals and whatnot. But I think with the with the spirit Luton have been showing, despite mm. having lost three on the bounce, I think Everton will be okay. I think they'll they'll manage to to, to galvanise themselves. I, don't, I think you might be looking like at between Forest and yeah. Luton. Spell as the Greta Thunberg of the podcast. Concerned for the forests. <laughs> Concerned for the trees. Concerned for the tricky for trees. Those, for those tricky trees. Well, this is they are tricky, though. This is what we're all forgetting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but are they are they going to trick themselves up? <laughs> I don't know, Jim. Oh, dearie me. Right, everybody. As you dessert. Now, thankfully, we've got all that Premier League tosh out the way. Mm, we yeah. can focus on, on a proper league. And in, in a proper part of the world with a proper man. Major League Soccer is back. It started up again. Started with a fizz. <laughs> Never thought it would come to this. <laughs> and the early pace setters are Portland Timbers. Now, yeah. I know they play in different divisions and all that. It's not like one big pot. Uh, but you have to say, Jim Campbell, they are the top scorers across the board. They are. They won 4-1 against Colorado Rapids. I mean, we talk about Arsenal and Aston Villa blitzing teams. My goodness. Scintillating stuff. It was mm. absolutely brilliant. Step-overs galore. Did They're clearly see? being coached oh, by a master. The, the, Jim, the quality of the goals. There was some... Yeah, there they was really a bit were. There was an own goal in there. Sure. But, but, but some, that's, that, that is a sign of how dominant they were. Exactly. It's a sort of stop-hitting-yourself sort of goal. Yeah, mm. the, 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 the Rapids... Only, only the real elite managers can coax out of their teams. <laughs> Look, I, we're only reporting the facts, Peter. You can sit there all, you know, you know, giggly yeah sniffing and away at all this sniffing kind of stuff sniffing away and giggly but, <laughs> but you've got to say it's one match though yeah you know. well that's all we've got to go on I yeah. just yeah, 100% I mean, record I mean he did say this did is Peter say, Utaka stuff he did say <laughs> <laughs> ah shit ah, yes, ah shit Jim. what an ace card to nice. play that was beautifully done yeah, well, yeah. look Fizzer said after the game we're he almost me. we're almost resetting the culture in a way I felt tonight there was a different feeling to the whole stadium. It was almost like there was a reset. There was a freshness. This is a new era. Is, is Phil been on the internet? Because, like, he's a man who could be radicalised very easily. He's, he's talking about great resets and all, and all that stuff. I just think, like, we're almost resetting the culture in a way. We'll get quoted back to him next week when they lose. Uh, sorry, quoted at you by me next week when they lose. Oh, well, we'll see. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we will. All right. Yeah. The great reset, the great Pete reset. I think they're going to win all the cups. <laughs> all the cups. They're going to do a quadruple if that's right. possible. Okay. If he does start talking about that stuff as well, you know Gary's going to be on the phone putting him right. Yeah, so exactly. he'll be right. that's a good point. Yeah, he's got his oh, brother to Oh, Phil, Phil, Phil. <laughs> Phil, Phil, Phil. Look, you've, look, when all said and done, Peter, right. you've got to give credit where credit's due. Are you going to give Phil... A I'll give him credit, credit for, 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 for a, for a one-match one. For a of, fine of a, start. Of a team. Right. Okay. Keep this going throughout the MLS season. Yeah, yeah exactly. how much credit will yeah. Pete Donaldson give? Credit, yeah. I'm going to give him credit for eight wins out of eight. Yeah, yeah I'm going to have a, like see. a big like um, not travelator. That's the gladiators. Been watching a lot of gladiators. Um, yeah. What's the um, bring and buy sell thing you saw on Blue Pete where they uh, used to get totted up? 
when they, you know, you'd send in a oh, fox in. Um, what, like on a telephone? Yeah, what's yeah. that kind of like, not not travelator, what's the thing where you, where it goes up? I don't know. The, the how much how much credit Phil has got in the bank. In Why don't later. we call it the, the Phil Nevelometer? The Phil Nevelometer. The fizzometer. The fizzometer, of course. Yeah. The fizzometer. How much fizz in a glass of champagne? Yes. And it goes up or down, uh-huh. right? But maybe, is it just a feeling, baby? <laughs> how much fizz have you got in your champers? Exactly. A lot, an awful lot right now. Everybody after that win. Oh, there's a party in Portland and no one's sleeping tonight. The totalizer. That's the one. I believe it was the totalizer. Fizzometer's way better. <laughs> it's the fizzometer. Create a fizzometer and I'm yeah. interested. Okay, cool. Otherwise, shut your little dirty face. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble part of the ACAST Creator Network. Do join myself and Andy tonight for Ramble Reacts after West Ham versus Brentford. Huge presser on David Moyes. Mm. Uh, Maidstone United also play Coventry in the FA Cup fifth round tonight. Big one. Huge one. How's that stuck in there? on a Monday night. Yeah, I yeah. know, yeah. So do join us for Ramble Reacts. A lot to chat about there. You might think it might not be the most glamorous fixture. Well, let me tell you it is because you've got two big England hopefuls talking about forward positions, Jared Bowen and Ivan Tony, of course. As we mentioned, the pressure on, on, on David Moyes and Maidstone United. Come on, what a fairy tale mm. it can be. Can they get to that sixth round? Get involved. Uh, do follow us on X... Uh, which used to be known as Twitter, I think. Uh, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble and follow us on Spotify. There we are, everybody. It's been a bloody pleasure. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Farewell, sexies. Thank you, Fulham. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.